The following pendant production. Hello and welcome to the commentary for Kingery Season 5, Episode 5. Uh, joining me is uh, Perry Whittle and I am Chris Sauter. Hello, Perry. Hello, Chris. Good to talk to you again. Yes, yes, it's good to talk to you again, too. Um, so here we have Episode 5 and. Uh, right now we're going through the previously from episode four, and uh, uh, I know that you and uh, Jeffrey mixed uh, pretty much all of this episode, and I just added music and packaged it all together. So, was it yeah. interesting to get back into the the mixing for? Uh, it was a little bit interesting. Yeah, I did. Um, I sort of um, there's a crowd scene in the courtroom. And um, I'd asked in the script, I'd asked for people to send in a lot of ad libs for crowd noise. And Jeffrey asked me to mix that together to help him out because that can be very time consuming. So it's fun getting to um, mix all the different people and um, put all the crowd, you know, crowd sound effects together. I can talk a little bit more about how that's done. And then I also mixed the scene kind of early between. Alicia uh, as Madeline Gray and Mike Winters as Captain Richards, uh, which I and boy, I thought they did a great job on that. So that was really fun um, listening to two people do a really marvelous job with the dialogue that I'd written. Yes, yes. Uh, so this episode is titled uh, a, a Very Simple Situation. Mm hmm. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was a, a little bit sarcastic because I think the situation is really pretty weird. Um, but Hooks and Major claim it's simple. So that's how that became the title. Okay. So, uh, let's see. In this episode, uh, well, actually, was it the previous episode that we're dealing with uh, uh, Hooks getting... Uh, uh, the information for a clone of him of Tommy. Yeah, that's th this one's all about the trial. Yeah, this is the trial. <clears throat> yep. So we're starting out here with uh, Pete Milan as Tommy Arkell yep. and me Perry Whittle as Hooks. And right about here we have a great long ad lib from Pete, adding a lot of details to what I wrote. <laughs> and. Uh, then in a little bit, I thought that Tommy would be kind of irritated to hear that Asa is more deeply involved with the family now. So uh, I had a little bit of uh, extreme reaction from Tommy there. Mm -hmm. I still have to say, I think uh, going through this episode, Perry, I think as an actor, you did an awesome job with... Uh, uh, both writing your script, uh, writing Hooks' dialogue and actually performing it. Because, you know, Hooks is one of my favorite characters just because he's so non-aggressive in the whole scheme of the Kingery. But he makes his mark. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad that you appreciated it. Boy, I'll tell you, when I was writing it um, page after page of, you know, this long speech for hooks and I <laughs> I was very nervous about how that was going to work out and um, you know I tried to make it into a sort of a dramatic courtroom speech and I I hope it works for people I hope that they appreciate it 
Well, it did for me. I mean, I may have not mixed it, but I definitely listened to it uh, as I was getting the music together for it. And uh, yeah. I, I thought it. I thought the whole episode was great. I mean, oh, thank you, thank you. And here uh, we have Tommy's line about um, being pussy whipped being a step up for hooks, and um, that was appreciated by some of the other writers in the writers' chat when we reviewed the script. To be honest, that made me a little mad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how can you say that to, to Hooks? You can't say that to Hooks. Hooks is going to save your butt. <laughs> well, good. All right, so it got a reaction out of you. That's oh, yeah, great. it definitely did. I was, I, was, I was upset at Tommy. I was very upset at Tommy. All right. Well, here, this is the scene that I mixed, and we have Mike Winters as Captain Richards and Alicia Lane Matheson as Madeline Gray. And... Uh, we just heard a great laugh from Alicia, mm-hmm. and um, it just sounded really natural, and um, I really like how both of them just follow the changes of attitude that I wrote um, during their little discussion or argument. Yeah, and this was, uh, this was kind of a, uh, uh, the whole, throughout the episode, the whole thing between uh, winners and uh uh, gray where it comes to the end and she's just like you know what personally you can take your job and stuff it i mean i, I was a little surprised at that when i heard that i was like oh my god well i hope it was a uh surprise but i hope it was also uh motivated enough oh yeah oh definitely i mean she she's madeline is come to that uh, conclusion that she spent all these years hating Tommy and he actually had nothing to do with her uh, dad getting hurt. Yeah. And so she feels, I think, the way it's been written is, I think she feels very, uh, you know, uh, sorry for how she's treated Tommy. So she's she's not bending over backwards to help him, but she's not going to do anything to incriminate him anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and right here they're looking at the union card, and I wanted to contrast the fraternity of police officers with the criminal organization, the criminal family, as they call it. And so both of these organizations use that metaphor, and so I thought that made it for an interesting comparison. And um, and to get to hear the police perspective on it, as represented by Captain Richards. Mm-hmm. And then cops never testify against cops. That was a phrase that I remembered from the newspaper or something about 10 years ago, some police scandal or something or other, and uh, some reporter was covering a trial and was just amazed that the police officers disagreed under oath about what happened, and that phrase stuck with me. And um, I imagine it's the same in the far distant future, too. It was definitely a powerful statement there that... uh, you wrote for uh, uh, Richards was you know cops don't testify against cops and yeah well that's that's one of those um, you know uh, writing aphorisms that um, good writers borrow and great writers steal and yep. so I just I just stole that from real life somebody somebody said that so and now we have uh, uh, Maddie coming and basically telling uh, Hooks and Tommy that she's quit the force and that she wants to testify for him. 
Yeah, and I wanted to point out that Tommy, by shooting Yamada, had had certainly saved the lives of several cops, those who would have been assigned to to Maddie's protection detail and all that. Mm -hmm. um, and coming up, um, Pete adds a lot of words to what I wrote. He expands what it uh, along the you know he mm -hmm, interprets and expands on the line and. Uh, Right, right here. And Tommy's not... Uh, he doesn't have a lot to do in this episode. He's not very active, so... Uh, um, but he is the star of the show, so I wanted to give him something heroic. So uh, he sort of refuses Maddie's offer because even though she's resigned, she's not at war with the police force. Um, but she would be if she became a witness for Tommy. So... I, I thought that this was the thing that I could give to Tommy to uh, to keep him center stage during this uh, episode. Yeah, and give him something admirable to do, right? To yeah. to not not rely on her to get him off. Yeah. And I love how uh, Hooks realized that and sort of just he t he takes one of her statements and is like, oh, now I have a defense. Yes. <laughs> I don't need to use the, uh, uh, Maddie. I can just use what she said and turn that right about uh, right back on the cops. Yeah. And so and, uh, we have uh, Mike Robertson as uh, the bailiff and uh, Richard Casto as Judge Hackler, and then eventually we'll have Dragon X Blink as the prosecutor. Right, and MCRO Garcia. As Major, yep. or Karen Majorino. <laughs> and so that um, scene with the bailiff and the judge was just a quick scene to start the trial and to introduce those characters. Yep. And um, in this scene with Major and the prosecutor, I was just trying to suggest that Major has been extensively coached in her testimony. Well, I definitely think uh, uh, M came across with that. It definitely sounded coached. Yes, she's doing some wonderful ad-libbing. And I can talk about, um, maybe if this would be a good time for me to talk about the, the crowd, who you'll hear. Um, here's the crowd cast. This is from left to right in the stereo field. We have Richard Casto at the far left. And uh, if you remember an episode, uh, season four, episode five, he played a character named Nesbitt. And so he's doing that kind of voice, and um, he says things like, uh, you tell him, Hooks, you get him, boy, <laughs> stuff like that. Then there's Catherine Pride, um, and she has a line where she says, uh, sort of late in the, in the episode, oh, my God, I think the cops are involved. And then there's me, also known as Perry, um, and one of my favorite ad-libs of mine was something like, he was defending our planet. <laughs> it comes pretty late in the episode. Then there's Carl Glassmeyer, and he's the first one to say a conspiracy. So somewhere in there, he's the, he's the one first one to use that word. Mike Winters uh, is sort of more or less in the center here. Some of the high-pitched cackling comes from Mike. And um, at the end, when the riot breaks out, he also yells, Fight, 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 fight! <laughs> And then there's Michael Robertson, um, and one of his lines is, so it was a body model, told you, which I thought was a good one. Um, Alicia Lane Matheson is doing a valley girl, 
and um, she's in there pretty early uh, doing a line that goes kind of like, ha, 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 wait, what? <laughs> and then uh, Pete Milan, uh, one of his ad libs uh, is a little laugh, and then he says, oh, that hooks is a delight. <laughs> and then Shane Nolan, pretty far to the right, uh, who says, freaks, <laughs> at one point. And then on the far right, it's Richard Casto, again, we've gone so far to the right that we've come all the way around to the left, but Richard is providing a different voice, and uh, in one of the first laugh scenes he says, yeah, Major, that cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, Richard uh, shows up a lot in The, the Kingery. He's kind of one of my uh, go-to people when I need uh, a specific voice. Yeah. So, Hooks's strategy of denying that it's murder, that's been hinted at in previous episodes. Um, but I hope it still came as a surprise to the audience. I hope that that was fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. It was a great defense. Yeah. I don't want any of this. I want arrest. And then poor Tommy is, I don't, I want to go to jail. Anyway, huh? What'd you say to that? I couldn't say anything. You're such a smart guy. You're a shitty debater. It's not that I couldn't. <laughs> and then, oh, I love, I love how you uh, uh, make hooks. Pretty much scared for his life with Tommy. <laughs> Tommy's like, <laughs> excuse me. Um, he's like, get in here, hooks. We're talking. He's like, no, I think I'll stay out in the hall. <laughs> and here we have Tommy choking hooks, which I also thought would be fun. Yep. You mean Sally Onsen Liddell, right? Yeah, right. So here uh, we have Catherine Pride playing Tithia. Soul for short. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tithia. And uh, I thought it would be good to get another cast member involved and remind people about running, uh, remind people about Tithia running Soul, and um, just sort of you know get into the the body swap machine. So that's how this scene came about. Mm-hmm. And you know I did I didn't want to write the whole trial I wanted to you know skip around and sort of hit the highlights and I hope that I did that without um, you know well enough without making it all just um, completely fractured I didn't I just didn't want to have you know a scene with the the jury foreman you know saying guilty or not guilty or whatever but we did want to do a trial scene so Let's see. So here we have uh, uh, Tithia basically explaining that the uh, devices, the body swap uh, machines, were actually hacked. Yep. Which allowed them to bypass certain safeties, like the backup of the consciousness. Right. Right. So... um, now we have uh, Logan Nance playing Detective Morris from Sector 17J. And this this stolen uh, SOL body model was mentioned earlier, I think in the first episode of this season. So I wanted to refer to that and to confirm that Yamada and the and the stolen body model were the same thing. We don't know who stole it or where it was. That is not until this week. Do you know what it looked like? Yes, I was given photos and hollows of the model. Anyway, I hope that this was good. Um, 
I can talk a little bit more about the um, the crowd scene and crowd sound effects. Let's see. When when I was directing, what I did when I had to mix a crowd scene was, and, and I think this is, Chris, maybe you can respond. This is what most mixers do, is you start with crowd sound effects, which gives you sort of a bass sound. Uh, but the issue is that crowd sound effects that come in a in an effects library aren't specific enough to work on their own. So you ask for ad-libs from a group of background artists, and you mix those two types of things together to make the generic pre-recorded sound effect more specific. Is that generally what you do? or have well, you... I, In the past, when I do crowd effects, I actually don't take a... a, a uh, uh, a sound effect from uh, a, a crowd. I actually take the background, and what I'll do is I'll layer them upon each other. So yeah. I may do, uh, you know, one track where it's you can actually understand them, and then I'll take the exact same track, shift it a little bit, but then lower the volume and uh, and pan it to a side. And I'll do and I'll do that to both sides, and then more to the center, but always lowering the volume. So. It's the same right. people over and over again. It, it's just you can't hear them. It becomes just a murmur in the background. Yeah. And um, so when I write this kind of thing, what I like to do is give the actors an emotion or an attitude and then ask them to ad-lib along the lines of three or four specific options. So uh, one of them from this script is... Uh, uh, the direction is laughing and ad-libs along these lines. Incredible. Look at him go at it. I don't believe it. That's going to leave a bruise. And so that's what the actors read and what they get to see when they um, try to work on this. And we have uh, Jeffrey Bridges joining us now. Uh he was uh, pretty much responsible for most of this episode with uh, Perry directing it. Hello, Jeffrey. Hello, folks. Hello, hello. Sorry for the delay. No problem, no problem. I've been yammering like crazy. <laughs> I see we're so in the middle of the, uh, the, the pacing monologue. Yes. yes. Oh, I didn't like writing this or performing it, really, but it seemed necessary to have a big closing argument in front of the jury, so I tried to make it dramatic. And I felt a responsibility to write this episode because, in a way, it's my fault. At the end of, at the, end of the season four planning session, um, or maybe it was even an outline review session between season three and season four, we knew that we were ending season four with Tommy shooting Yamada on galaxy-wide video. And Jeffrey said that he loved it, but he had no idea how we were going to get out of it. So over the next couple of days, I thought about that for a little bit and uh, came up with some ideas. So before I forgot them or got hit by a bus, I decided to send Jeffrey an email just to get my ideas down um, so that they wouldn't get lost. So that was kind of the start of our planning for this season. And um, when we started planning this season, Jeffrey pulled out the email and sent the ideas to everybody. And 
I'm sure we could have come up with other ways to get out of this uh, fix that we put ourselves in, but uh, it seemed like it was good enough. It was pretty brilliant, I thought, actually. So, uh, you know, it was very good that we used it. It was, it was good stuff. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, another excuse to get hooks into the middle of everything, too. <laughs> Although I will say it was... <clears throat> excuse me. It was very, very tough uh, from a directorial standpoint um, because there wasn't a lot that I could do because, you know, in a courtroom they're all going to be very quiet and listening through all of the courtroom scenes. And so... Uh, there wasn't a lot of background that I could add, or a lot of sound effects, and so that's where the whole pacing came from, which I'm not really sure even worked, or it might have just been way too much, but there was nothing else I could really add that I felt would be in, you know, keeping with the scene, so that's that's sort of what I ended up with. Yeah, that's why I, add, I added uh, music at the start mm -hmm. of the pace, and then had just this low music going through the entire pacing, because I did realize that there wasn't much you could have in the background there. Yeah. Well, I thought it would be good here to use Captain Richards to try and get some excitement going in the courtroom so that it wasn't just all yammering and talking. And I, I'm sorry, but I really like the line, that's the most outrageous fucking twaddle I've ever heard. For some reason, you don't, you don't really hear like twaddle very much. It's a, it's a nice word. <laughs> I like that line for some strange reason. And here we have... Uh, uh, the crew trying to get Tommy out of the the courtroom uh, or the, the uh, court building. Well, first first we have uh, Maddie and Tommy talking. Yeah. And uh, why well, I thought uh, Alicia and Pete give really wonderful performances here. Yeah, they did a really nice job. It was it was a lot of fun actually putting this scene together. Um, so I mean also. <clears throat> Excuse me. It uh, it also helped. I think after doing those really long courtroom scenes, because I mixed the scenes sort of in order, that I got to do something uh, different that had some background noise and some sound effects to it. So that was it was a very refreshing change from yeah. from the big long court scenes. You want to get dinner tonight? Dinner? You know, to So a lot of a lot of what's going on here was directly in the outline, um, and we're sort of trying to. Reset Maddie's relationship with Tommy, really. Yeah, everything between them has pretty much changed now. So. Well, that and <laughs> Maddie's out of a job right now. <laughs> yeah, that too. That but too. yeah, she spent her whole life, you know, viewing him one way, and then when you learn the truth, and you know, after decades of seeing somebody as sort of your enemy, then it, I would imagine that really messes with your head. I believe in the previous seasons we actually learned that she and Tommy may have had a relationship when they were much younger. Of some sort, yes. There was a kiss shared, at least, that much we know. So let's have dinner. We can celebrate yeah. still being alive. Uh, look, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be available for a little while. Poor Tommy. He still <laughs> wants his vacation. But maybe some yeah. Yeah. And what's Maddie going to do now that her entire world has changed? Maybe she'll take a little vacation, too. I really love the way Alicia plays Maddie hurt and feeling snubbed by Tommy. I think she does a fantastic job at that. 
She does, and that's a, a very different uh, sort of mindset for Maddie to be in when she's dealing with Tommy, too. So it's, it's, a, it's a whole bunch of new ground between them. Right, Incred- incredible range for, for the character. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so the... Uh, Chris, you mentioned the uh, I'll stay in this public yeah. corridor. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Earlier. And, and that's sort of an audio theater cheat, you know, which, you know, uh, describing where you are. Um, but it sort of works because Hooks is trying to make a point. He's, he's not just yeah. um, explaining exposition. There was, a, there was a BBC radio comedy where every scene sort of started with somebody saying, well, here we are in Paris. And, you know, that was because it was a comedy. That was a running joke. But we have uh, Pete Milan as Tommy Arkell and M. Sierra Garcia as Major, Catherine Pride as Tithia, and Shane Nolan as Debbie, and me as Hooks here. We got everybody, the whole gang. So this wasn't in the outline, but I did this anyway because I wanted to bring the gang back together, and um, sort of fulfills the promise that. Cassandra made at the end of episode two this season. We're bringing Tommy back. So, uh, and once again, Hooks becomes a scapegoat. <laughs> so if you've been listening to the episode, you may have an idea or two about why Hooks has a bad feeling here at the end. Um, I don't know. For me, I'll find out maybe in the next episode or maybe the one after that or something. That's all I know. Somewhere coming up, we might find out something, yes. Yeah. But I really think you ought to know that... This guy won't keep talking. Oh, hooks. And that, I believe, is the end of the episode. Yes, indeed. I would like to mention uh, that one of the the hardest parts about uh, directing this, aside from you know the courtroom scenes, were um, whatever Hooks whines like he did to end there. Uh, Perry, you gave me there were so many good, horrible, horrible whines that I just it was so hard to pick between them. It's just they were all so amusing. I, I loved them all, so it was, it was very tough. Well, yeah, it's interesting when I'm doing uh, actual words, you know, it's kind of, I, there's, it's kind of easy to figure out when I've got something that's good enough for somebody to work with, um, but when there's sort of nonverbal sounds, um, you know, I want, I want to give the director, you know, a range of options, so I, you know, t- tend to maybe overdo it a little or something. But. Oh, they were just all so wonderful, it was, <laughs> you can never overdo it. <laughs> it was like Christmas morning. I just there were so many good things to pick from. Well, very good. All right. Well, I guess we will see you uh, again, Perry, in episode I'll, seven. Yes, that's right. I'll be back in two episodes. Two episodes. Not taking a break, huh? <laughs> it's just a short one. Uh, well, thank you, Perry. Uh, thank you, Jeffrey. And uh, we will see everybody next month. Thank you, Chris and Jeffrey.